a minute. Look, Brigadier, look. I think it's starting. Well, here we go again. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hoovian Report. Yes, you heard that right. The Hoovian Report. We are back from the dead. Uh, um, more specifically, we've returned from the wilderness years, uh, our own wilderness years, four years to be exact, around four, slightly less than four. So uh, we are back. This is Patrick, uh, one of your hosts, and I'm back with Sarah, as always. Hello. And we have a new host. Rich. What's up, Patrick? Hi, oh, what's Rich, up, here. Rich How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, you want to give our audience, well, you know, our audience probably has to be reintroduced to every one of us because we've been away for so long. But we'll start with you since you're the 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 uh, uh, the new kid in town. Well, Patrick, I am I am a co-host on High Shelf Gaming, and traditionally my background has completely been in gaming. So if you if you see me out there on the Twitches or the Tweeters or the other things, it's usually revolving around tabletop D&D gaming. But I unbelievably got introduced to you last two years ago. We didn't have a galley this year, but let's say 2020 galley, we got to hang out, we got to meet, we got to you know, have drinks and go to 2019. Yeah. 2019 was it? 2019. Holy crap! So we got to get introduced. We had a great time. We had Chinese food. We hung out with Fraser Hines. I held your baby. We just—it was mm-hmm. awesome. And I have a love for Doctor Who. That unbelievably, it wasn't until I met the beautiful Sarah and we started dating that I learned about GalleyCon. I'd been to Who Fest. But I'd never gone to a GalleyCon. So that was my first time I met you. We hooked up. We all talked. We've kept up our friendship. And somehow you were crazy enough to invite me to this podcast. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that sums it up. That That's definitely true. So, Sarah, I don't know if you have to reintroduce yourself, but just tell us. How about this? Just tell us how you've been the past four years. It's been crazy. I've been a little sad because, as you know, Who Fest is no longer in existence in DFW. So I know that's one that you came into, and we had a lot of fun, and that uh, unfortunately is no longer occurring. And then, as Rich noticed, that uh, noted that we're no longer, we didn't have Galley last year. So it's been a little bit sad on the Doctor Who fandom front. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those who don't know, I'm based in uh, Southern California. And uh, Sarah and Rich are based in the DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area. And WhoFest was this really great little, I wouldn't call it a small con, I'd say a medium-sized Doctor Who convention that happened. It was an annual convention in, um, what's this, what is it? In, is, technically, was it in Dallas or was, was it in, where was it? It was in Irving, a suburb. 
Irving. It was Irving. Goes out yeah. to Peter Pixie because I know he was the uh, MC and just MC. made it such a fun event. And I don't know what he's doing now. It just saddens my heart. <laughs> Peter Pixie was the master of ceremonies for at least two of the yeah. the Who Fest. The three. I think I went to three total Who Fest, and they were they were great. I had never been. I Doctor. Well, Gallifrey One is the only convention. Out, you know, non-work convention that I've ever been to. I, I'm a big sci-fi geek. There's no sci-fi geek bigger than me. But I never went to conventions. It just wasn't my thing. No Star Trek. No uh, no Farscape. No uh, Star Wars. None of those conventions. No, com- I wasn't even a Comic Con guy. Not really. Um, but for some reason, I I, I went and wandered to the. Um, Gallifrey won one year back when you could just walk up on a Saturday morning and walk in and get a ticket. And I got hooked and I've been going ever since. Yeah. That was like 12, 13 years ago. So, um, yeah, so that's my only convention. Then I heard, I met Sarah. I met the two Sarahs at at Gallifrey won one year. This must have been seven years ago. I think it popped up on my Facebook timeline yeah. when I took that picture of you guys both in cosplay. And yeah, it popped up, and, I, and that was like seven or eight years ago. And so I met them, and they live in Texas, and I have family in Texas. And I always wanted to go back to because to, I like Texas. And so we found out – I found out there was this little con called Hoofest. And so I went one year, and me and Sarah hang, hung out. She took me to Hard 8 in Capel, Texas. If you're in Capel, Texas, make sure you go to Hard 8, get you some of that BBQ, that Texas-style BBQ. But yeah, so we would go to that. It was really small, really intimate, really fun little convention with decent guests, right, Sarah? That's right. You know, the dealer room was much better than the galley dealer room, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and Rich, you'd been to well, Who Fest? Patrick, we were all we were all there at the same time. I would go and I would drag my kids along and make them go to the Who Fest. And unbelievably, as Sarah and I compared notes, we 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 had to have passed each other times during the Who convention. I mean, Who yes, Fest convention. Who Fest. And I, I said, how did you not notice all the drunk people in the lobby or out by the pool? That was us, right? That was us. Well, that was, was us. Yeah, being a better dad than normal. <laughs> Yeah, the who uh, the the hotel where the who where who fest was held, they had a rooftop pool with with some seating areas, and we would always go up there, and we record the podcast when we were sober enough. But we would always just like have some adult beverages up there on the on the roof, and yeah, it was just a really great con. It ended. It stopped basically even before it stopped even before. COVID. It wasn't COVID related. It was just, I guess the organizers just weren't, it wasn't turning a profit enough or the organizers weren't, you know, just had other commitments that they couldn't spend as much time or putting on Hoofest. And plus the last year it ex- it existed, we went, one of the organizers actually passed away at the convention. Remember I that, I think there Sarah? was some drama up in there too. Yeah. And, and no, I... Yeah. Do you remember that crazy girl, Patrick, that was uh, buying everything at the auction? Yes, we went to the 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 auction. I got my, I still have my picture of uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's also on he's also on um, 
Oh god, what's the what's the English show of the doctor who's like like a, a terrible doctor, like a, a mean doctor? I forget what his name is, but he's on that show too. No, not that. No, that doctor. He's an actual medical doctor. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. No, I, I forget his name. But anyway, I, I bought a autographed picture of him at that auction just because I wanted to. I've never never participated in, a, in, a, in an auction like that. But yeah, there was this woman there. She was just buying everything. It didn't matter. And she would outbid everybody for everything. I don't know. She's a, she was a plant yeah, or something. Time, she looked I don't like know. Her, her young 20s. And look, I think she would bid against herself. She was just, just like let some people. I know it was a charity-based auction, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, let people win some. Oh, she was totally flexing. She was flexing in the in the and auction hall. Oh, yeah, so. I cannot wait till next year to see what kind of cat art we have available at, <gasps> at Galley. What's the what's the artist name? Because because my wife Alyssa also loves this and artist this is now. You got her. You got her. You we made our new is fan. The pictures that have the cat and like a Godzilla all inside of them. Is that correct? Are we talking about the same art? Yes, Loki and the character. The main characters in her. Yeah, she she has two main characters in her art. Uh, two continuous characters. One's a cat and one's a dragon. Shoot, is it's that a right? dragon. You're right. It's not Godzilla. It's a dragon and a cat. It's a dragon and sometimes they hang out with the with Oh no. no, it's Magnus but and Loki. Those Magnus and Loki. Those are the one of them is a cat and yeah, one of them is the a dragon. Artist? Am I right? Yeah. You are right. I don't know who the artist was though. I'm gonna I'm Googling it right now. Oh Google well, all, all you have to say is Magnus and Loki, and anyone who knows her art will know who it is. We know what we're talking about. But yeah. The art, the deep, the art room, the art auction has really turned into something. Sarah Clemens, that's it. That's her. That's her name. Sarah with an H. The only way to spell it. Best way. Yes. But yeah, we we really enjoyed going yeah, to so the yeah, auction. She, how many times did we go in there and not understand exactly how the auction worked? And we had people just like chastise us for doing the wrong thing. Yeah, you have to put a bid. And it's really complicated for a, for a for an auction for a, a, a Doctor Who convention. That's just really sub niche of a niche. It's really really kind of uh, intricate uh, auction rules, and then you have things you can bid on, and you can write the. The thing is, remember, there are some things where you can just write your bid on things. But then you could just what's stopping someone from just coming over and erasing someone's bid and putting their bid in? I would recommend take a marker. That would be my key to that. Don't use pencil. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, you know, oh my I know God. reminiscing yeah. a little bit about yeah. Galley. Last year, or 2019, was the first year ever that I saw the karaoke show. And I think that was me you, right? Oh, my God. We have to, well, we have to talk know, about that man. because we always, we always, with a passion... Purposely, for me personally, I always with a passion purposely avoided oh. the karaoke room because I thought it was lame. I just thought it was lame. I thought it would be lame until was it was yeah, it Rich's right. idea? I love karaoke, mother truckers. Yeah, yeah. We went to the karaoke room at Gallifrey One. We we I know I heard stories. I listened to other Doctor Who podcasts and a lot of. Uh, I mainly listened to their episodes surrounding the Gallifrey One convention. And what I'd heard over the years was that 
uh, in the past, apparently, the, the, the karaoke room was always controversial because apparently the people who ran the karaoke room only picked their friends to would only pick their friends to sing. So that that was a big that was a running thing about the karaoke room for years, and apparently the, over the last two years it got changed. People complained enough so that they changed the system. But apparently, years in years past, like if you went to the karaoke room, if you didn't know the people who ran oh, it, you weren't seen. Everybody <laughs> so, lined up, and it it. Yeah, now it's new. It's more democratic. It was more democratic, and I tell you what, yeah, it, was. it was amazing. I really enjoyed amazing. myself much more so than the ice cream social. Well, the ice cream social is always something you go down yeah. and just to see. It's the first event of Gallifrey One. I mean, I don't eat ice cream, number one. Number two, I don't like being around every asshole to belly button with everybody in, the, in that room. But um, I just go down to do it as a lark. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'll tell you what, the last ice cream social, the last Gallifrey One, uh, my wife was in attendance. And as we we're, as were there, I don't know if you guys – I think she told you this story. So we're, we're standing down at the ice cream social, and it was like a line. And then this guy, I guess she said this guy had just walked into the front of the line and she asked him, hey, how do you get to come? How do you get to be up here in the front of the line? Oh, and apparently it's Peter God. Davidson. <laughs> she said, he says, well, I'm, he says, well, I don't know. He, he told her, well, I, I'm not sure. They said I could come. I said, OK, you must. She said, OK, you must be important. Then. That's crazy. <laughs> that is definitely my doctor. I got to meet yeah. him at WhoFest on the last one and I got my picture and autograph and. All sorts of fun is, stuff with Peter. Is he younger than Peter Capaldi? Oh, yeah. Even yeah. now. Really? Yeah. He, wouldn't you say, Patrick, he, even yes, now he's younger yes. than Peter Capaldi? Well, he just turned 70. And Peter Capaldi is like 108. No, he Peter just turned – I just saw it. Yeah, he just turned 70. So Peter Capaldi, they may be – yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure, but he's a young-looking seventy. But he just turned seventy because I just saw that. I just saw that somewhere. It popped up on my timeline. Um, but he just. Oh, just as a side note, the the at the Who Fest, I bought an autographed picture of Ian McNeese, who who was also in Doctor Who, one of the episodes. But his main his main claim to fame is he plays a character on Doc Martin. Well, you know, I've been I've been bugging Rich because ever since he hit his first play, he's been talking about what he's going to sing at karaoke. And so I said, well, if you want me to be your hype man, I need to know what you're going to perform. And he has not been very forthright. All right, Whovians. There is a song that's going to drop <laughs> at Galley next year. But I can't release those deeps yet. Those deeps are deep cover been practicing, been working my song, so I just can't drop it yet. Sorry, Sarah. You'll, you'll get a heads up. Makes me sad. So I guess let's talk about uh, the actual show. We've spent so much time talking about uh, oh peripheral God, things about the show. show <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's an actual show. It's not just all fun and games and partying and conventions. Well, it is 90. For me, Doctor Who is probably 75% the things outside of the show at this point in my fandom. I do enjoy the show. I have since I was a little kid watching on PBS. But, uh, you know, I found that especially since the show has come back, 
in, in most recent series. I'm, most of my enjoyment has come on the periphery of fandom, like going to the conventions and talking to other people about Doctor Who and listening to Doctor Who podcasts, more so than watching the show, you know, which is a little bit heresy, but uh, heresy. Or hearsay, or heresy, but um, but uh, well, I'm the confession, Patrick. Yes, you know I hated Capaldi, so I didn't Correct. watch his. I haven't watched anything until last night. We watched the New Year's Day episode. Correct. Revolution of the Daleks. Yes, and it's okay. I I have a bristly point, which Rich can attest to. So I think it's great that everyone's embracing a female doctor, but I have umbrage when it comes to the fact that she's just a female doctor and that everyone's like, oh, it's about time we have a female doctor. So it put a little uh, a little pause for me to watch it that we actually watched. I, so I haven't watched any of her episodes, what, seasons? two seasons? Yes. I haven't watched any yes. of them. Last night we watched the New Year's Day episode. And it, it was nice. It was good. Yes. And, and I look at her and I look at the idea great we had a doctor that has um come into a new skin that wasn't just the idea of a new skin of a man it's now a skin of a woman and we're and we actually see that i think she channels a little bit of matt smith and i yes. think uh, i do i do i think she channels a little matt smith and, and i think all these new doctors have gone back and watched old doctors and look for the nuances they want to bring forward so I, I don't know, Patrick. Are you on board that she's channeling some earlier doctors, or what do you feel? I, I'll say this. Uh, I, I'll, I, yeah, I'll just say this, and I, something I've thought about and, and talked to other people about. Here's what I'll say: uh, Along with Jodie Whittaker, the new Doctor came a new showrunner, uh, Chris Chibnall. And yeah. if you don't know Chris Chibnall, he uh, he is from uh, Broadchurch. He's the creator of Broadchurch, which is a, a British show. That they, they made an American version. Broadchurch, just saying. Just saying. They what? What do you say? David Tennant was in Broadchurch. Yes, saying. yes. David Tennant was in Broadchurch. And Jodie Whittaker was in Broadchurch. And that's where they got familiar. And I'll, I'll say this. I think Chris Chibnall is a very good a uh, writer, television writer. I think Chris Chibnall maybe he may be a good science fiction writer. Yeah. But I don't but I don't think Chris Chibnall is a very good Doctor Who writer. Ooh. You know what I mean? So I think I, I'll just put it this Why way. Not a bit when more, you Patrick? Okay, so when you think of um so he's had two series, two 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 full series slash seasons and two specials. Uh, under his belt, Chris Chibnall. So, who were the previous showrunners? Moffat. Moffat and the, the the originator. Why is my mind blanking? Nicholas Briggs. Who, who? No, not Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> not Nicholas. <laughs> uh, God, who was the first showrunner of Doctor Who? I can't remember his name. I don't know why it's, I'm spacing out. But when you think about when you think about their tenures, not even and it's not even just their showrunners. Think of every season slash series of Doctor Who up until Chibnall. Every year there've been like a banger episode, right? Yeah. There've been a signature episode where you say, "Wow, that was really good." Even if you thought the other episodes of that season sucked, you thought 
there's at least one signature episode from the tenure of the past two showrunners that like well, the obvious one is is Blink, which was which was what Moffat wrote during the um, <laughs> why can't I remember his name? Someone Google him for me. The the, the showrunner of Doctor Who, the original showrunner, um, who also show ran Queer Ass Folk. Um, but yes, I don't think I don't think, in my opinion, uh, Chris Chibnall the current showrunner of Doctor Who, has had a signature episode. I don't think Jodie Whittaker, this Doctor, has had a signature episode where wow. you could say, you could, you could point to it. Crazy? I can't speak to it. Yeah, but that's... Timeless Child, that's, no. that's a whole lot of retconning. That's a whole lot of, like, um, shifting of the narrative and shifting no. of... The history of Doctor Who, which is fine. It's just, it's his imper- it's in his purview to do that. He's the showrunner, but that's just him creating his own fiction, his own Doctor Who fiction. His, his he basically created his own fanfic, but it became it became canon because he's actually he's the actual showrunner of the show. I don't count that. I mean, I think it's interesting that the Doctor it, it, it doesn't have, didn't have, has more than just these twelve regenerations. Are there other iterations of her? And she's not really a Gallifreyan. She's just she's from this this alien who was the um, all the Time Lords experimented on, and they got her energy for regeneration. It's interesting. I think it's a lot to dump into one and a half episodes. Yeah. Uh, so back to the original question, I oh. think just like I think just like I think um, Chibnall is a is a is a good writer. I think Judy Wicker is a really good actress. I just don't like her take on Doctor Who, her, her take on the Doctor. I agree with my wife. My wife says she's really goofy. Why is she so goofy? And I like well, I see what she's trying to get at, but she is kind of goofy. Yeah. And that's why I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And I get a little bit of those earlier doctors, you know what I mean? That they have that, that little bit of goofiness in them. So that's kind of maybe where I pulled that. And, and maybe, I don't know. It's it's an interesting take. Yeah, I, I do enjoy, like I said, I, it's really hard. I can't tell you one episode. I know people point to Rosa as a as a defining episode from this doctor's tenure so far. But that wasn't really a Doctor Who episode. And if it was, it was like a like an old school like nineteen sixties Doctor Who episode where back when the show was supposed to be quote unquote educational, that was its tent. That's why it got greenlit. It had to have a, a certain amount of education, historical education. So I'll give him that. So if you want to say Rosa is and Sarah, it was an episode about Rosa Parks where they go back in time to Rosa Parks time. You can say that that they, that could be a signature episode, but as far as like a what we can a contemporary Doctor Who episode, a, a science fiction episode with with good sci-fi and good drama and good characterization, I just don't think she's had that episode yet. I I think some of the criticism I see is that she's more for a participant in things she's not really a leader she's kind of like um she kind of carry she kind of goes along with the story and, and she's she's a little bit less proactive than some of the other uh previous doctors wow. but i don't know that could be the fact wow. that could be the fact that there's three companions right we have three you have three other individuals that has to share a storyline yeah i i'm not agreeing with that yeah. I, I i think even in new year's day episode when we saw the companions try and pull the maneuver of the doctor to 
to get things moved forward on the timeline, you know, in, in the storyline, and they couldn't do it. They didn't have the same power the doctor has. And then immediately within 30 minutes, 15 minutes, the doctor pulls the same shtick, but the doctor leaves the episode. Right. So, yes, I, I, I'm not going to say I totally agree with that point of view. I may go against everybody else, and that is completely fine that I live in my own world because, yeah, I just don't see it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point. I, I just think I'm just I'm just trying to give like a, a – um... Uh, you know, uh, a large step back view of my 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 observation of her two years playing the doctor. I think, to, in my opinion, and just this is just my opinion. I think she's very she's been handicapped by the writing of the show. I think she could be a much better doctor. With I think if 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 Moffat were still if she was a doctor under one of either the previous two showrunners, I think people would have a much different perception of her because I think her her stories would have been better. I, I just I just think the stories aren't that good. I guess that's my main issue with Doctor. I'll never stop watching it. I just I just won't. I won't. But my main issue complaint with the with Doctor Who the past two series, since we have the new Doctor, is I don't think the stories are as good. That's all. So if I'm reading between the lines, Patrick, what I'm understanding is you're saying ever since Tennant was no longer the Doctor, <laughs> and it transitioned to Capaldi. <laughs> It kind of went downhill. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it, it, it's similar. It's similar to that. It's it's parallel to that. I think it was it wasn't Capaldi that that kind of made the show kind of go off kilter. It was what's her name? What's the companion's name? I don't know why I'm, I have brain fog. Maybe it's just this Jack Daniels I'm drinking. What? Well, no. What's the what was what was her kid's companion? What's her name? The magic companion. Oh, no. well, I hate magic companions who are magic. What's her? What's yes, her? Capaldi. Again, again, another another brilliant actor who I didn't like. I just didn't like their, you know, their characterization as a companion in Doctor Who. Why can't I remember her name? Oh, Jenna Coleman really is the big actress. Eye, the dark hair. Yes, yes, the big eye is dark hair. She was. Um, I, I think Capaldi was an okay doctor. I know you dislike him with a passion. But uh, I think it was just his companion who kind of kind of derailed his seasons uh, more so than him. Yeah, but that's that's Capaldi. He's the he's the old doctor, yes. but the new doctor. So I so Sarah, you just saw her in this in this in the in the um, New Year's special. So what did you think in general? About her, because this is the first time you've seen her actually being the doctor. What did you think, just in general, about her demeanor and her presence? I thought she was skittish. Uh, so, like I said, I didn't see any of her primary episodes, but we watched the New Year's episode with her, and I just she seems scattered, skittish. But I don't know. Yeah, I think Rich is right. She's trying to she's channeling um, some of. What's the previous doctor, Rich? Oh, said she's she's channeling. You know, Matt Smith. And then no. I'm all, <laughs> Matt Smith. I'm all of a sudden dropping a blank of the doctor's name that was with Fraser Hines, um, third doctor. Yes, he. That's name? exactly Doctor. That, that's who she's the channeling doctor with. Doctor Fraser. Yeah, yeah Fraser. Doctor Fraser. The doctor for Fraser. Oh shit! Did we lose Patrick again? I think. So. No, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Are you there? 
Okay, yeah. No, I'm looking up. Um, I'm looking up. Uh, I should know this, but uh, yeah, well, you got to edit this out doctors. because I sound like I don't know Doctor Who when I. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, rattling on. It would actually be the second Doctor, and Patrick Troughton. Patrick. Troughton. I think she's channeling a little bit of Matt Smith and Patrick Troughton. He was very much the. I, the I think you're right. And I'm going to use the word fool, but I don't. I mean, Wow, the fifth doctor was very um, on board. I mean, that was that was actually one of the first companion deaths with the fifth doctor. Um, It was that was a tearjerker. That was, I think, one of the first times they introduced some serious tears into the episode. Um, Oh, you you mean uh, Patrick that died? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was some that was some heavy shit, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, confess. Uh, that would be the fifth Doctor. Yeah, was the last one. Yep, that, that was the last one. And we had yeah. the uh, sixth Doctor before that, the year before. Um, oh, what's his name? Hey, Patrick, who was the guy that fell asleep in the chair when he was going to sign autographs? Oh, was that um, was that that was the the seventh Doctor? I think. I think. Right. Who was that? See, why are we? Why can't I we figure know. out uh, these doctors? I know. I'm definitely editing these out. I'm definitely editing the, the doctor. So the so the second. Let's see. The seventh doctor. I know you're talking about. So what was great is I, I did hear the best line ever for us to make a new banner, ribbon, a ribbon, a new ribbon, which was worst rescue ever. Yes. When I heard that, I great. thought of Graham. And, uh, you know, Skyfall, when he said, worst Uber ever. So let's talk about, well, let's, we were talking about Adric's death, Rich. You were saying how it was one of the most um, shocking companion deaths, which I still remember. I watch, I, I have the, the app uh, uh, Comet. Um, no, no, it's Pluto TV. I have Pluto TV, and they have a Doctor Who channel, which is Doctor Who 24-7. They have like a, they have... I watch Pluto TV and, and and they're doing the um, they're doing the um, uh, they showed the Adric death episode uh, the other day and they kind of repeat it on site yeah. it's on recycle for that week um, that uh, that episode that doctor and so um, we Matthew Waterhouse who has been to Galley before um, and people would I guess apparently and I wasn't um, truth be told after um, Tom Baker. Uh, Tom Baker is my doctor. I got into Doctor Who when I was a little kid during the Tom Baker area, and I kind of left Doctor Who right before oh. Tom Baker left. So when I was a t- when I was a, an adult, and I didn't really mess with Doctor Who until I got into college. So I was at the library one time in college, and I pulled out a do- they had a Doctor Who book uh, compendium, and I pulled it out, and I saw all these pictures of these dudes, and I was like. There were more than one doctor. There's more than I had no idea that there were doctors before Tom Baker or doctors after Tom Baker, because he was a doctor for seven years and I watched him for five to six years when I was a kid, all through my adolescence up until I kind of I didn't grow out of it. I just got other things, had other things going on. So um, yeah, so I didn't know about any other doctors besides um, Tom Baker until I read yeah, that book. I started with Tom and then I found uh, Peter Davidson. So that really became my doctor. 
And uh, yeah, you know, but I think the Adric, the Adric episode also had a little bit of reflection on this last New Year's Day episode when we had Ryan and Graham kind of saying, hey, we're done. And, you know, when Ryan just kind of was like, you know, I need to go on. I need to do things here. And then Graham was like, hey, I want to be with you. And then uh, I know it may be corny. It may be. Um, I may not fit the mold of everybody that thinks it's cheesy, but I, I really like the bicycling end. I really did. I think it's a metaphor for life in the sense of someone passing on that knowledge of how to ride a bike and someone being there for that process that um, I really like the way they bring those character together, those characters together. I'm not too sure they're really gone. I know nothing about season 13. I don't know about any of the notes about who's going to be characters in 13. But I'm not too sure they're really gone, bro. I just, I love that ending. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, I think I agree with you. I like the ending. I didn't think it was cheesy. I thought it was a little bit, a little heavy handed to show the little, the yeah. ghost of the, yeah. of the, of the mom slash wife. But, but I thought it was perfect symmetry of them riding the bike. I thought, I thought it was totally funny at the end when they pull back, the camera pulls back that he actually falls off and he hasn't really mm-hmm. learned how to ride the bike yet. I, I thought it was great. I thought it, I thought it was good. I think they left one of the few companions who got to leave on their own terms. You know, most companions either are pushed out or die or, or, or are, are prevented from continuing their adventures. So very few, like Sarah Jane and others, um, and Leela, you know, they get to choose, they choose when they step off out of the TARDIS. And I thought it was cool. And I, I think it, I think it works. Number one, I hate to see them go. I really like them, but I think it would be better off if this doctor, um, gets to have a less crowded TARDIS so she can kind of, yeah, it's just too, it's just not enough time for her during these episodes i think yaz is a good companion for her um yaz is secretly in love for her i don't care what anyone else says it's obvious i I mean it's obvious that she's in love with her but um and i don't like the the companion being in love with the doctor i don't care what the gender combo is (laughs) i just not something i'm a fan of kind of a a rope thing for the doctor and companion for years and you know the doctor has that problem is Kind of like Highlander, right? They don't die, right? They keep living, and they see the ones they love. We could go to Captain America. We could go to five other things with Immortals where the person they love continues to age, and they don't. Closing out on the New Year's Day episode. And, I, and you know, so when I look at that episode, I... I really enjoyed the introduction of the Daleks and the closeout of that whole scenario. I mean, it was really quick for what that was with Daleks coming in, but I I enjoyed it. I mean, Patrick, what were your thoughts? I I enjoyed the episode. I like, you know, my favorite part of the episode was Captain Jack, you know, the return of Captain Jack. (laughs) Because he's my favorite. Captain Jack with the bad hair. Yeah, with the the shoe polish hair. Yes, exactly. It was like Grecian formula from back in the day. It was horrible. <laughs> but you it got was terrible, Terry. You got, it was horrible. You gotta love Captain Jack, though. You gotta love Captain. So we got into a side conversation, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit of my memory and what's really right or not. Mm-hmm. Who is the bow? The bow is Captain Jack. The the okay. The face, yeah. the face of Bo. He is the face of Bo. He is the face of Bo. 
Okay, because we started going, is he the face of Bo? Yes. And we both started talking about it. And then I guess you guys had a picture moment with the face of Bo. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he is definitely the face of Bo, though. That that he it's mentioned, I think, uh um one of the doctors mentions it, and he he kind of leaves drops hints on it. Um, I think in one of the episodes, one of his early episodes, he says, when I was younger, they used to call me the face of Bo because I was so beautiful or something like that. Some kind of, so he kind of, oh. so he kind of let little breadcrumbs up to the fact that he is act he is, he is, the, that's how his final, that's what his final form was. He ended up being the face of Bo right. at, at the end of his lifespan. But it's one of those that he's not supposed to age and they have that problem that, well, Real people do fucking age. Yeah. And exactly. so they got to like bring him back. And we went down his Instagram troll because <laughs> Sarah, Sarah seems to be a stalker of Captain I, John. I Captain Jack. him on Instagram just so I'm aware. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. And we saw all his gray hair and we saw his like, he puts a little shock of black in it. Yeah. Yep, and yep. he definitely, they definitely make up him and did his hair, but I still think he looked incredible. I still do, and I love that he um, called Graham a silver fox. I think I think he I always great. standing. I remember standing next to him unintentionally. Right, I was at um, Galley 2019, and I was looking at one of the sad dealer room vendor booths, and all of a sudden he's next to me, and he's buying all of the Captain Jack action figures. He's buying all the Captain Jack uh, memorabilia that they have. That's right. Oh, so, that. so arrogant. Look at yes. him buying all of his stuff. Yes. And he just smelled like an ashtray. And he had a, a an assistant with him, and they were doing all their things. And by the time I realized it was him, I was like, oh, this is crazy. What do you do with all the stuff he bought? He, I think he autographed them all and just chucked them out to the audience. <gasps> it was really cool. Well, you know, he has a full-size Dalek in his house. Yes. No yes, I do. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. He bought stuff to give out to people. Yeah. Yes, he did. He autographed it all, and he chucked it all out mm -hmm. to the audience. What a great guy. I did see him. I saw him yeah. in the dealer's room, too. I don't know, Sarah, if it was at the same time. It must have been a different time. The same convention, but a different time. There was some kind of rare item that he didn't have. And he says, oh, I need that. I need that item right now, but I don't have my wallet. I'll be back. Hold it for me. Hold it for me. And so um, the the of course the vendor was said I put I'll put it under the table. Apparently it was something, uh, some kind of Doctor Who memorabilia that he didn't have that he wanted. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty neat. And since we're talking about Galley, um, who's the blonde-haired lady that we always stalk? Who's oh, she's so a hot. Bit, a little bit over the top. Who is she? Why why am I such a uh, um, a Chase Masterson? Who you're talking about. Yes, Chase. Oh, yes. I love you, yes, Chase she's Masterson. The she's the best. Yes, that's exactly who I'm talking about. She is the best. Yeah, we see her yes. every. She's been. I think she's been at the most most galleys that I've been with. Not everyone, but definitely most of them. She's been one of the guests there for sure. Do we have any announced guests for 2022? Zero. Speaking of Fraser, Nicholas Briggs. Did you see that BBC America around November of last year started doing cartoon adaptations of Doctor Who? 
I did not. I did not. I, I but I'm very interested in this. These are not uh, uh, recreations of missing episodes. These are actually um, bespoke animation uh, episodes based on the audio of the episodes. It's not just filler. It's actual a full episode, all animated. Bingo. You know, I, I hate to admit this, but during my time of learning about illegal streaming, mm -hmm. I went and started streaming every Doctor Who episode from the beginning that they had. Because, you know, there's this whole BBC, yep. we lost shit, right? Yep. And some of them, they would just have an image up while playing the audio file because all they had was the audio. So what BBC America went back to do is around November, they did Power of the Daleks. And right now, Fury... Um, Fury of the Deep or something like oh, that? Fury of the Deep is up right now. Okay. And it is... They're animating from what they know from photos and from what they know from show set notes, mm -hmm. the um, scene. So yeah. we get to see Fraser Hines in cartoon glory. Because, uh, you know, Power of the Dalek and Fairy from the Deep are both uh, Second Doctor episodes. Yes, yes, they are. And so they're, they're kind of, they're bringing new life to the audio in having this um, Archer-like animation. So have you watched any of them yet? No, but I'm going to check them out, though. I, I'll definitely check them out. They totally you know, remind me of Archer. Patrick, I've seen a few. He's spot on. It reminds – it's very reminiscent of Archer. Okay. Just kill me now, Frazier. No, no, yeah, don't say that about Frazier. I'm going to start up his North American fan club. <laughs> well, he has a he, – well, yeah, he's – Frazier Hines is always – when he is at Galley, he's always the life of, of uh, LobbyCon. He's always in the in, – LobbyCon, for sure. He's always at the lo in the lobby of the hotel – Mingling with the guests, yeah, yeah, mingling with guests, very personable. Uh, he, yes. he, it truly enjoys uh, interacting with fans. He, he really, he really does enjoy it. So, and you could just tell he'll just hang out and talk with everybody. You know, that's true. I do. Yeah. He, he, he embodies the idea of what Doctor Who is: meeting fans, exploring the fandom, enjoying the life. Yeah, I, I yeah, he's he's great. He's great. All right, so I can't believe it's been four years. It's been four years, but uh yes. we're gonna be a little bit more regular schedule than than four year breaks now. Now that we're are you gonna absolutely. let me are you gonna, are you gonna let me come back back? Yes, you can come back, absolutely. Because I've been a little crazy this episode, so hopefully That's you might okay. let me come yeah, back. Yeah, of course you can come back. Or you can, it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be awesome. We're definitely gonna be more regular. Even though you know we don't have, uh, we didn't have a galley this past February. No, we're going to have one next February. Yeah, yes. and we're all going. Definitely all going. Yes. Yeah. And so we're going to look forward to what the show has to, you know, what the show has in store for us this next series. We'll see if it's Jody's last series. We'll see if it's Chris Chibnall's last series. We don't know. We'll just see. With the speculation, I just hope for good stories and good Doctor Who. And I kind of hope exactly. it's Elba. I'm kind of with you, right? Pierce Bronson right. would be great. No, but I kind of would like Elba. That would be really no, awesome. I'm with you know, I yeah. could see him channeling. You know, we were talking. We were talking a little offline, Patrick. Mm -hmm. I could see him channeling Eccleston and Pertwee, and creating this kind of asshole Doctor, but yet personable and everybody loves. And I think that's fair, but the bottom line is, is Idris Elba. 
right? It yeah. doesn't matter what he channels. Captain Gersalva. Captain Jack would be all about it, is all I could say. Yeah, my, I, I still say, uh, I think Tilda Swinton would be a great doctor. Well, I could see that. Yeah. 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 Because she, epitom- she epitomizes, very- you know, fluid. She put the fluid in gender fluid. Yep, yeah, she has the fluidity, but yeah. she can be very stoic, Patrick. Yes, and very funny too, and very funny. So that's true. Yeah. But she is as she is like she her skin is translucent, like a baby fish, though. So there's that. She looks like she has no blood flow. So so she always has this kind of alien look to her. Anyway. So pale, so so beautiful. pale. Yeah, yes, very much so. Yeah. So all these things will be answered in the future. And uh, also in future. Oh, whoa, 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 Patrick. Another? Patrick, Patrick, yes. Patrick, 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 yes. Patrick, Patrick. You are the Doctor Who aficionado in this group. What is going on with season 13? When's it going to start? When are we going to see another episode? I'm freaking dying, bro. Well, I know that they're filming now. So they're filming episodes now. My guess is we're not going to see any new Who until around September. That's my guess. At, no! at the earliest. Oh, at, are you kidding me? At the earliest. Based on the schedule oh. of when they, oh. you know, when the rumors started of when they are filming, because I don't think the BBC has made anything official as far as a start date of, of re-airing episodes and due to COVID and all that stuff. I don't think you're gonna see, we're going to see any new episodes until September at the earliest. It's going to be a late, a late year start to the series, which has happened before. Um, but yeah, I don't see any. I don't think this summer we're going to have who. I don't think. Mom, I need pizza rolls. Make me some pizza rolls, Mom. Sorry, I record out of my basement, and I'm really upset right now, so I need pizza rolls. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I don't... Th- hey, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. They, ha- they could have, like, half the episodes in the can already um, and <sighs> ready to go, ready to launch, like, in summer. I, I don't see it happening. Uh, my guess is September, if not later. But yeah, but this COVID thing has pushed everything back. Has, yeah, it has. It's ruined lots of schedules. So yeah, but uh, we'll we'll see, and uh, we'll have more to talk about on the next episode. Yeah, since we've we've yep. we've we've done with the formalities of reacquainting ourselves, we'll get to the nitty gritty. So hopefully you'll join us then. So this is Patrick uh, signing off. Sarah signing off. High Shelf Rich saying, may all your roles be crits. <laughs> and thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.